Israel's ground offensive appears to be imminent. This as concerns are growing that Israel could soon be facing a two-front war. I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's get started. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, the Biden administration plans to halt shipments to China of more advanced artificial intelligence chips. Plus, social media platform X has announced that it will test a new subscription model. But first... U.S. President Joe Biden pledged solidarity with Israel on Wednesday and said a deadly blast at a Gaza hospital seemed to have been caused by a rocket misfired by militants during his impromptu one-day visit to the country. He also promised more aid to Israel and reiterated that the U.S. is firmly behind the nation. In remarks, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said President Biden had rightly drawn a clear line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism, saying Israel is united in its resolve to defeat Hamas. Israel has agreed to allow humanitarian assistance to begin flowing into Gaza from Egypt with the understanding that shipments would be subject to inspections and that aid should go to civilians and not Hamas militants. Now, more than a million people have fled their homes in the Gaza Strip ahead of an expected Israel invasion that seeks to eliminate Hamas's leadership after it killed 1,400 Israelis in a cross-border assault on October 7th. For more, let's bring in Mike Baker, the host of the President's Daily Brief podcast and a former CIA covert operations officer. Mike, thank you so much for your time today. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, President Biden was on the ground in Israel and pledged solidarity with Israel. So what message does that send to the Middle East? Well, President Biden did the right thing. Um, there could be no daylight uh, between the U.S. And, and Israel at this point. And so his appearance in Israel was important to show the solidarity. Um, it's interesting. He tried to walk a very delicate balance, uh, unconditional support for Israel, and at the same time, urging caution and, and you know, the, the idea that you know, what we're trying to avoid are increasing numbers of, of uh, civilian casualties in Gaza. The problem is, is that Hamas doesn't really care about civilian casualties. That's their point, right? They, that's why they embed themselves within the civilian population. That's why they hide their weapon stockpiles, you know, adjacent to or inside of civilian infrastructure. Uh, so it's, it's problematic. This is going to be an extremely difficult at the point where they actually kick off. This is going to be an extremely difficult ground incursion. It's the worst kind of military operation, urban combat. And it's urban combat in an environment where the enemy is blending itself in with the civilian population. Now, since you brought that up, you know, we have heard that uh, the Israeli soldiers will have to be going uh, door to door, floor to floor. You know, can you just talk a little bit about what that might look like? Yeah, it's I mean, look, we did very recent studies, unfortunately, uh, for U.S. military to understand what this looks like. And, and you, know, you look at Fallujah, Iraq, um, horrific fighting conditions. Uh, and it is it's literally it's not just block by block. It's as you pointed out. It's it's you know street by street, floor by floor, you know house to house, and one of the biggest problems again is Hamas's willingness 
this, to use the civilian population as human shields. That's why they tried to prevent or have been working to prevent uh, large-scale movement of civilians from the north into the southern part of Gaza is because, you know, they, they don't want that. They want more of a civilian population. They want to be able to blend in, and it makes it extremely difficult from a military perspective. And the IDF is, is taking their time. The reason why they haven't, you know, touched this off already, in part, is because they've been trying to allow for evacuation of civilians. Now, according to the White House, a U.S. intelligence assessment says Israel was not responsible for the explosion at the Gaza hospital in which hundreds died. Are we starting to now see a disinformation war, too? Well, Hamas has always used disinformation very well. Right? They've got a very uh, savvy public relations group, most of them sitting in, in gutter and in, in, in uh, relative comfort. Uh, and so they understand uh, and, and again, going back to this idea that, that, that they don't care about civilian casualties, that's their leverage. That's their currency in a way. They they always count on the same thing happening. They can commit an atrocity. And and they this this past weekend's atrocity was as brutal as it can get. And they understand, though, as soon as you start getting Palestinian casualties, the narrative is going to change, right? International media uh, pressure will be starting to exert on Israel, you know, and that's what they understand. That's what they, they push for. Uh, this idea of the, the hospital explosion is a perfect example of what happened in the immediate aftermath of that explosion at the hospital in Gaza City. Um, without any evidence, right, the, much of the international and, and some U.S. media were willing to just jump right in with headlines. Uh, is Israel strikes hospital, Israel bombing of hospital. They know that that's going to be the case. Hamas understands that that's going to be the case. There's very little, you know, integrity or curiosity or, or objectivity when it comes to this conflict over the years. And so Hamas plays into that. Now, the world is watching and waiting for what is presumed to be the ground offensive. When do you think this might be launched? Well, we've been anticipating it for, for several days at this point. They've deployed hundreds of thousands of troops, both down south and also they've got a very strong contingent up north along the Lebanese border because as you pointed out, they are very worried about potential for this escalating and including Hezbollah. I mean, look, Hezbollah is controlled by Iran just as Hamas is controlled by Iran. So essentially it's a matter of does Iran want Hezbollah to join? That's It's not Hezbollah sitting around thinking, what do they want to do? Uh, you know, the puppet master here is Iran. So as far as when they're going to do it, there's so many elements here. Um, again, there's the evacuation of citizens to try or residents to try to minimize civilian casualties. There's a the question of the hostages. And, you know, you've got upwards of almost 200 hostages sitting in Gaza, most of them likely held in the Gaza metro and that, that vast network of underground tunnels that Hamas has created over the years. Um, you've, you've got the coordination just of a land, sea, air operation. And again, you've got this idea that it's urban combat. So the IDF is taking their time. They want to do this at, at, a, at a place and time of their choosing, right? I mean, Hamas is perfectly aware that there's going to be incursions here. But IDF is, is saying, look, we'll, we'll do it when the time is right from our perspective. Now, we have heard a lot from the Biden administration, but really nothing in regard to Iran. Is this a mistake? I think it's a significant mistake, but it's I mean, it's an understandable reluctance on the part of the Biden administration to um, to say clearly that 
Iran is responsible. It's not that they're, you know, it doesn't matter whether there's a direct connection. There's been years of connection between Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah. They provide the vast majority of funding for Hamas. They've provided uh, technical training, military training, right, uh, resources, hardware. And, and so the idea that somehow Iran isn't responsible for this is, is ludicrous. It's farcical. But I understand the Biden administration, look, they've had an approach, a softer approach to Iran ever since they got into office. And they've been very vocal about that, very clear about that. They staffed their Iranian-facing positions uh, the U.S. Special Envoy, Robert Malley, I mean, his security clearances are pulled now and he's on suspension because there's an investigation into, you know, possible mishandling of classified information related to Iran, possible uh, unauthorized contact or communication with Iranian regime members. There's a concern over others who are placed in Iran-faced positions uh, in terms of their cooperation with an Iranian spy network. So, yeah, it's embarrassing for them if they now say Iran's responsible because their approach has been softer towards Iran in their keenness, in their desire to get back into some type of deal with Iran. With about 30 seconds left, is a second front opening between Israel and Hezbollah along the Lebanon border? Uh, not, in a, not in a major significant way yet. Uh, there's been some incursions, uh, some missile fire, some back and forth. Uh, but look, Hezbollah's military wing uh, is much stronger, much better equipped, much much more experienced uh, than Hamas. Uh, so if that that front does open, uh, it is a significant problem. But you know, Israel has faced multi-front conflicts before, and they understand you know the strategic and operational difficulties involved. We've placed two uh, carrier groups out in the East Mediterranean near Israel. There, there is no stronger projection of power than a U.S. carrier group, strike force. There's just not. And so the fact that we place those out there to show our, our seriousness about, look, other players, right, and that includes Hezbollah, should not be trying to take advantage of this situation. Uh, but whether they do or not, again, that comes down to what Iran decides they want to do. Mike Baker, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. The Biden administration plans to halt shipments to China of more advanced artificial intelligence chips as part of several measures that seek to stop Beijing from receiving cutting-edge U.S. technologies to strengthen its military. The Biden administration said on Tuesday it plans to halt shipments to China of advanced artificial intelligence chips designed by NVIDIA and others. The move is aimed at stopping Beijing from getting cutting-edge U.S. technologies to strengthen its military. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo said the new measures would close loopholes in regulations released last year and will probably be updated at least annually. She stressed the policy change was not designed to hurt China economically. The rules will exempt most consumer chips used in laptops, smartphones, and gaming, though some will be subject to licensing and notification requirements by U.S. officials. In a statement, top AI chip designer NVIDIA said it complies with the current regulations and does not expect a near-term meaningful impact to its financial results from the new rules. Investors, however, appeared concerned as the stock fell as much as 7% in early trading before reducing those losses. Other chip stocks suffered smaller declines. Liz Miller, founder and president of Summit Place Financial Advisors, 
said she thinks the move won't have a long-term impact on the sector. In the chip market, we're seeing a new wave come through so strongly from computing demands from AI that while I think these new rules may be a bit of a short-term stumbling block and may even be just political negotiating, I think the company fundamentals will remain strong as we look forward. The Chinese embassy in Washington did not immediately respond to requests for comment on the new measures, which also apply to Iran, Russia, and other countries. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.